All right, this is the Sharp Square podcast, flying solo this week. Now, Mike will be with me later on in the week. Uh, We're going to talk about all the games that we plan on betting on this weekend, uh, introduce you into our picks for the Super Contest. But what I'd like to do once a week, it's going to be on Monday afternoons. We had the holiday this week, so I'm a little bit late releasing as of right now. But I'm going to do a podcast. I always, on every Monday, after the games on Sunday of the regular season, do my own little exercise. I call it Hindsight 2020, where basically I look back at all the games over the weekend, see where I saw things correctly as far as my assessments on the game, and more importantly, I want to see what what I missed. What did I get wrong? You got to have these honest conversations with yourself to go over the games. Now, what I'd also like to do is I'd like to be kind of quick about this. I really appreciate anyone that spends the time every week listening to this, but I know people have a ton of podcasts that they want to listen to. I'm not the only sports betting game in town. So if you do listen, we really appreciate it. I think this is going to be a very valuable show because one thing that's missing in the sports betting atmosphere, everyone wants to come out and give you all their bold picks and predictions. And then the following week, they just move on to the next week's games. It's crickets about everything they got wrong. Now, if anything else... This podcast wants to lead in the honesty business, but I also want to do it in a timely fashion. So these podcasts are always going to be under 15 minutes. That's my goal. So we're going to do 15 minutes or less. Now this week, obviously, the fortunate thing about heading into week one is that I couldn't have screwed anything up too much yet. Haven't made any picks, haven't made any bets. But something that I wanted to talk about, I'm sure me and Michael talk about this week, but I think it's going to be hugely prevalent, and that is home field advantage. So this is something that I wrote that I want to call the home field advantage apex. Last year had handicappers adjusting the point spread compensation of home field advantage. Because of less advantage due to lack of fans in the stands, the standard three-point home field edge was replaced with one to two points. It is my belief that teams with anything close to a stadium full of fans in attendance will have the most enthusiastic crowds they've ever had before. People are starved for the large-scale gatherings and experience of camaraderie and fandom that they have been denied for over a year. It's like when you see a friend who you haven't seen in years. You laugh a little more. Drink a few more drinks. It seems like the best time you could ever imagine having with a person in your life. It's nothing against this old friend, but it's not so much the friend. It's the novelty of the interaction is what drives the enjoyment of the moment. 
a simple less is more factor. This is the maximum amount of time that is built up, possibly in the history of the league, with fans being kept from the field. The fans are ready for that good time with an old friend. Cheering on their local team with thousands of other humans who, despite whatever differences that are prevalent amongst them, come together on a united front that brings them all together with passion and enthusiasm. Even if just for three hours the level of noise-producing motivation the crowd provides the home team, combined with the distraction and flummoxing caused to the road team, is an advantage that was noticeably lacking in 2020. The return of fans this season will provide an outlet of a populace that has been burdened by stress and concern for what seems and feels like an eternity. Outlets are important. The pressure valve needs to be released from time to time. Spending that time with others creates a level of comfort in the fact that cheering for a team playing a game becomes both meaningful and worthwhile. This is compounded with the fact that not being sure if going to games with thousands of other fans would have ever even been an option for a long time to come. But after just one season of home field's meh vantage, the advantage should be fiercely vocal and investing in helping the home team as much as possible. On the other side of the sidelines, you have second-year players who haven't played on Sunday with the road crowds disrupting and deafening them. Early in the year, there will be an urgency by the fans to get all of their energy out, to bond with their fellow fans as they root passionately for the home team. No one knows when the doors will be closed and the games will be played without the crowd. We just know that it is a possibility and one that it wouldn't be at all inconceivable for teams to implement. Now is the time where teams that may have been suspect to receive even three points of home field edge are now worth three and a half, some even four points per game. Take the Las Vegas Raiders. This is a professional football team in Las Vegas. It's combined with one of the most ravenous fan bases that expands its reach nationally. Raider Nation is in a brand new stadium with eager fans that have yet to see a play. To evaluate the average home field advantage throughout the season will require a leaning towards the first games having value above the latter games, especially if the Raiders are just average or below later in the year. But now, everything is at its highest level of anticipation. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, the Saints will play in front of the most deserving fans in all of football. It's the advantage in the Superdome. It's always higher than the standard three points. The bigger the game, the bigger the advantage. As the fans of NOLA will pump up the volume on demand from the edges of the gridiron. Have to excuse me, my producer sequel was interrupting me. Where were we? A fan base 
that is yearning for something to appreciate, that gives back to them, will be apoplectic when the Saints finally take the turf inside the dome. The year off made the season opener versus NFC stalwart the Green Bay Packers a calendar-marking event. Having this game lost to the Superdome, forced to move by Hurricane Ida, is just one more circumstance where all of this energy will have to be contained, pent-up enthusiasm that will finally boil over in extreme fanaticism when football actually does return to New Orleans. Other less prominent home teams will receive a boost in support that adds extra value to playing games at home. This top-to-bottom effect of high tides raising all boats will be prevalent this season in a way that has never and quite possibly may never be seen again in our lifetime. Don't underestimate the value of fans in the stands. Having voices on your side, loudly supporting your every effort, is an effect that all humans can appreciate and thrive from. It is a beautiful attribute of humanity and an explanation of why camaraderie has such tangible value, without words, but cheers of support and appreciation. It took handicappers some time to realize what the absence of this advantage was worth. Now that it is back, it may never be fully understood what the boost of that advantage is early on, when that long-lost friend, known as the local fan base, walks into the building.